Welcome to episode 11 of the BoxBox podcast. Today, James and I will be looking back on the British Grand Prix and the havoc at Silverstone. It started with a massive crash with uh, Gwen Yu Zhou and also uh, Alex Albon going to the pit wall. Thankfully, both of them were okay. It was quite scary, wasn't it, James? Um, it was scary. I I didn't view the start of the race. Um, I was actually in France this time, having uh, watched my own race at Le Mans. Um, but yeah, there was... Um, when, when your message came through about there being a massive crash with Joe, and I went, okay. And then you said it was a flip, and he'd actually managed to get over the tyre stands. That is something that we rarely, rarely ever see in Formula 1. It's just a combination of just so many factors that ended up contributing to such a horrific accident. And the fact that um, another message came from you that said that Joe wasn't moving had me... Did have, did have me quite um quite worried for the crash and um but thankfully you got out um, well. oh, yeah. and then uh, so I think that I think Albon and um, Joe are both taken to a hospital in the end um with Albon being uh, punted by your your very favourite Sebastian Vettel um into the um to the start finish uh, pit pit wall but um. Yeah, it was it was quite interesting to uh, to see this on the um, on the roll hoop of Joe's car. It actually failed, and um, so that that's the that's the um, you know you know the way the air intake is that had actually um, crumpled under the um, ex- extreme forces of friction. So, um, but it was um, so you know the the, the roll hoop is used to um, is, is being tested so many times by by the FIA just to make it as safe as possible, and they use a lot of tests. But this this crash was so violent that um, actually um, the just because the car was rotating round, the forces, uh, the extreme friction forces in so many directions just caused it to crumple and, and then just went into the gravel trap and um, yeah flipped over. It was a it was a mad accident to catch George as well. And um, I think, in my opinion, George was probably the um, the one at fault of. Um, for maybe closing closing over onto um to Gasly, which of course then sent um sent Joe on his um on his lovely ride. It was, it was quite it's quite a racing incident though. I think yeah, if I were to if I were to DNF, but if I were to attribute blame to a driver though, it would um it would be Russell for that accident. But um, yeah. I have to I have to say the um, it all happened so quickly. Yeah. I have to say though, um, we we have to owe a, a certain driver an apology for um, for what we've, uh, we've said. So uh, Nicholas Latifi, um, he qualified yes. um, in Q three, um, up, up into the Q three um, for the British Grand Prix. Um, I think it was P eight or something, which is an amazing performance, especially in the wet. Of course, we know Goat Latifi is um, has dominated in um, in the wet so far. Um, I mean, this is coming off. Um, Sadly, he could At the time of the recording, home. we've come off. Um, come off Hungary, yeah. where he got um, fastest in FP3. What do you say about that? Stay tuned for that episode. It's coming up. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we have been off the air for a while. Um, yeah. Having a nice summer relax while uh, the havoc of um, F1 has continued. Summer break has been there. Yeah. That will be in our uh, Belgian Grand Prix episode, so have a have a look for that. But uh, just going back to the, the crash for Joe Guan Yu, when you said that, uh, when, when you told everyone how I sent you a message about how there'd be a massive crash. Yeah. And that's something that you, you say day to day, 
in F well not day to day in F1, but occasionally when there's a crash, you'll say, "Oh, it's a massive crash," because in F1, because of the danger and the speed, normally it is quite a big crash. But that was something so big that you could you can't almost call it a massive crash. But I, I have absolutely no idea how he's he, he was okay afterwards. Yeah, I would I have mean, had some kind of either I mean, like we, PTSD we or something. Saw, yeah, we we saw several perspective from you know the fans at the first corner of um yeah because he got over the barriers and then it looked as though he was just sandwiched in between um between one of them and um yeah it looked very nasty and it is amazing to me that F one has um has just uh, evolved so far that um that uh, drivers are able to. Have these have these types of crashes and are able to walk away. I mean, several years ago, that that type of accident would likely have been fatal, wouldn't it? In in the um, in the cars, because of course, yeah. Back then, they only had um, I think their feet were only a couple of inches away from the uh, suspension, and it was kind of legs off if you had a nose uh, nose on accident. But today, you can have a nose on accident. Um, I mean, you can crash into um, a French barrier at high speeds, costing you the championship, um, and still walk out um, very annoyed, but um, but uh, completely unhurt. So, yeah. Ah, well, on to the next um, next point of discussion. Then, um, on that very first lap, um, we had several other um, visitors to the to the track. They're actually. Yes. Um, I think instead of 20 people, there were actually 24 people. Um, actually, maybe 23. Guan Yuzhou had gone over the barriers and technically doesn't count being yeah. on the track. But anyway, um, we were joined by um, a bunch of um, imbeciles and lunatics who went on to the, um, who, who went on to the next straight and, um, and decided and decided to sit down. Now, thankfully, we didn't, get, we didn't see this um, on, on screen. And um, yeah, I, I, you just wonder how insane must you be to go on a racetrack, sit down, um, sit down in protesting of I don't know what it was, but um, and it was uh, just stop oil. Oh, just stop oil. It was uh, it, it was which considering that F one they, they've made loads of in it. There's been loads of innovations recently how the new rules coming in the next couple of years, how it's going to be, it's going to, we're going to switch from a hybrid to even more electrical. Uh, so it, F1 are cutting down on the emissions, yet some people, I, I know climate change is a thing, and I'm, I really know that we need to keep it, um, that we need to do something. Yeah. But there's just, there's a difference between being a hero and being a lunatic. And being an idiot. Because... You are sitting yeah. down on on a straight with cars approaching you at close to 180 miles an hour. Children will be watching. Thank God it wasn't televised. Yeah. And I'm very glad the marshals hauled them off as quickly yeah. as possible. But you just think, how insane must you be to just get to, to do that? Because the last time that happened was um was was, was with a man called Cornelius Horan in 2003. He ran down the hangar straight at Silverstone. Um, I think he was. I think he was a priest. And this is the type of this is the type of lunacy you have. Just running down, risking your life 
There's no point to it. There's no point. I mean, the the fact that you could get seriously injured and the fact it wasn't televised is brilliant because they do not deserve yeah. to be to to have publicity and acclaim for potentially risking the lives of several people and also giving many others a bloody spectacle. It's it's not it's not on. So I, yeah. I think um, everyone needs to stand down on that kind of behaviour. Definitely, I uh, it it needs to be stopped. Uh, just something. I hope that F one can really em- embrace how they because c- they they are moving towards more eco friendly race. There's also Formula E. Yeah. Um, which has it got a lot more popular, massive, massive pile up. Uh, oh yes, <laughs> yeah, it was like a an no grip mod in real life. Yeah, it was like an arrow of a arrow of a no grip mod. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brilliant. But, uh, the British Grand Prix for me, it's my favourite race of the calendar. It's not only because it's my home Grand Prix, but there, there are just certain just... there are certain tracks that just produce excitement. So I'd say that is Sil- yeah. Silverstone. Austria and um, I'd say Azerbaijan usually maybe not maybe not this yeah. year, but those three races Spa, Spa well, not so much Spa. Spa has had a couple of boring races recently, um, and and Brazil <laughs> and Brazil Brazil is always brilliant. Yeah, um, they are always able to produce incredible races for just for just the amount of opportunities and opportunities that they overtaking at ones they have at that um at their tracks and it's just and so far this season the British Grand Prix has easily been the best one we've had because yeah. there was I mean of course there was a pile up which yeah it was it was scary when in the moments but once we knew um knew Joe Joe and Albon were okay you look back at it and think that is a uh, that is a fantastic spectacle. Then you have yeah. um, Max Max um, getting the lead from Signs, only for him not to and get a puncture and yeah. pull into the pits. But it, it wasn't. Oh a no, puncture. it wasn't a puncture. He got it, wasn't a puncture. Um, it was a suspected puncture, and he got um, and apparently ran yeah. over some debris or something, and um, yeah, damaged his car. Yeah, it got lodged. It got lodged in his suspension. Yeah. Um, so, so he was, he, 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 he was back battling a hats, which you know that's how a bad race has gone. Although for Red Bull, although yeah. actually Ferrari for Ferrari that's a pretty good race, but um, for Red Bull that's a pretty poor <laughs> one. Um, and then we had yeah. Lewis being an ever constant threat, reading in the Ferraris, and I reckon Lewis might have actually had a shot at victory had the safety car not come and um, nobody's plans because he did have um, much fresher tyres than. Um, Leclerc and um, so the Mercedes strategists um, were obviously on their on their game there, um, and then we had um, the friction between Ferrari um, with um, yeah. Leclerc, Leclerc apparently being held up behind um, behind Sainz. And well, before we go into Ferrari, okay. sorry, yeah. um, before we before we go into that massive topic, let's just uh, go back to Hamilton. Yes. Uh, he did very. I as a uh, as someone that found uh, Hamilton a bit overrated last season, I've really enjoyed watching him come back because I I think he's he's really deserved what he's done this year. Yeah. Uh, 
and let's face it, mediocre car. He's he's come back. He's worked. He's really worked with the team. I know sometimes he can't walk because of his back eight, but uh, that's just getting old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, think, also the Mercedes porpoising. Yeah, I think we've shown Lewis has shown um, that under under that um, after after he's been he's been doing the quite a few test um, tests for them uh, and tests for them just for Mercedes just to see how um, just a lot of extra sensors, extra weights, just to see um, how. Um, just, just for them to gain knowledge of the car, and that's obviously slowed him down the first couple of races. And I think it must be around Canada, or, um, or maybe a little bit before that that they've just um, that they've started to uh, take them off, and Lewis has been allowed to um, to rate to rain free because as 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 of talking, we have um, um, Lewis has been on an absolute streak with I think is that five five. Um, or maybe six, I don't know. Six straight podium podium um podium finishes, which is amazing. I, I don't know how he's managed to close close down Russell that fast, but um yeah, he this has probably been his best race because he was always in contention, um and he was battling he was battling drivers who definitely had better um better cars than him and um the the respects that we saw with um, um with with Leclerc and Perez we um we saw we saw them race race sometimes off the track definitely with the um another iconic yeah. line through goes Hamilton that will get that'll be that'll yes. be another like another Betty. one of Crofty's immortal lines but um yeah I think that was um I think that was amazing racing and um because we had Perez and Perez and Leclerc just um, fighting, and we we saw Hamilton and Leclerc go through cops with um, Leclerc bravely hanging around the outside of Hamilton. We all know what he's like at that corner, <laughs> and um, yeah, it was it was just it was just amazing, and um, he's he fully deserved um, a, po- a podium finish just his uh, home Grand Prix, which um, is a luxury, I'm afraid, that uh, Russell wasn't able to get, but um, I'm sure next year Russell. You'll get it. Avoid yeah. Joe. Well, Fantastic. according to Bono, according to Bono, in his words, it's Hamilton. Yes. Right, let's get on to Ferrari. Uh, so before before we actually rip apart Ferrari's strategy, let's give them a bit of praise. Okay. Carlos I'm not Sainz, used to that, but all right, made, we'll try it. Made, made a pole, made a victory. Yes. It was... A relatively strong race, obviously, without the blunders of Leclerc and his woes. Yeah, it, he probably shouldn't have won that race. Uh, but it, it was a good drive. It was a solid drive. He uh, he didn't really have that much competition because Perez had that uh, had that early damage, which meant he had to yeah. Verstappen uh, got damaged in the, the suspension, as you said earlier, and. Um... Yeah, I mean, there's there's always a constant threat to Hamilton, but um, fortunately, yeah. you know, that's racing, so the safety car comes in at the right moments, and but um, Russell was out. Yeah, Russell was out. Russell was out the Grand Prix. But speaking um, of the safety car, my God, we okay, we actually managed to see Ferrari in a position that's 
surprisingly we haven't seen them in a lot this season. That's a one-two position. And they should have held that position quite easily if they had pitted Leclerc and Sainz for new tyres. Yeah, the double double stack would have worked a lot better. I I know it's a split... um, I, I know it's a hard decision to make and I know they made it because... Carlos Sainz was had a, had older tires, but the hard to see. Leclerc Leclerc's in a title fight. Uh, the reason why Verstappen and Hamilton did so 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 well last year is because like take Abu Dhabi for example last year. I'm not going to pick the scab too much, but um, the re- main one of the main reasons apart from the FIA was Perez. The Verstappen won. Yeah, that was Verstappen. Uh, Perez did so well in holding up Hamilton so that Verstappen could catch back up. And you, you've got to rely on your team and your teammates to help you. So I think if I was Leclerc, certainly at that point, I know obviously he makes mistakes later on for France, for example. But he's. I, I do feel quite sorry for Leclerc. Especially in his home race at Monaco, the first time he's actually finished a race there, and he finishes in fourth where he should have won. I think it, it it's not something that you really want to be doing, where the team's just not working. Uh, as Science said, just stop inventing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have a little bit more to say on the fact, um, and it does concern yeah. a certain person who has been at the helm of Ferrari since two thousand and nineteen. And that is Tia Bonotto. Now, I'm yeah. I'm going to be nice for him uh, to him at the moment. Um, but he's been at Ferrari for quite a while. He was in the Schumacher glory days. He was a technical director, I think, and he was also Rubens. He was heavily involved in Rubens Barrichello's um, side of the garage. I'm not sure quite what, but he was very involved in what went on there. And he is able to produce very, very um, fast cars. So 2019 was one one, one bit. I mean, I know they probably did cheat, but then they've managed to bounce back from 2020 and 2021. And they produced a monster of a car this season. They have the fastest car over the Red Bull. I'm not hearing anything otherwise. And it's the fact that Mattia has created this car is amazing. But he should be he should be technical director. He should not be um he should not be in the in the position where he is principal of the team. Is he is capable of making a car, but leave it leave the job principal to someone else who knows how to conduct all other areas of Ferrari. Sorry, let's let's pick one out of the air. Strategy. You have a simple fi- you, you have a simple job. You either pit pit them both and get a one two, or you only pit one out of pity, just um just for them to get their first win. There was a four second gap between Science and Leclerc at the safety car. Four seconds. We have seen we we've seen. Um, Mercedes and Red Bull do double stacks in less in less than that. 
So the fact that I turn onto F1 onto the F1 website and see that the see Mattia Bonotto has said that a double sack wouldn't have worked is just not on. He should be. They should they should just watch the race. That's a that's that's something new that they haven't probably haven't thought of. I mean, I, I know I'm referencing Hungary when we're supposed to be doing Silverstone, but but for Hungary, just watch the race and look at the Alpines and see how well they're doing. Don't just randomly throw yeah. darts at a board and choose which tyres and which lap you're supposed to pit on. Just do do better because you've you've lost Leclerc so many points. I remember a bit where Leclerc was 34 points ahead of Verstappen in the championship. And the fact that Verstappen has managed to slingshot 80 points ahead at this point in time is amazing. Sure, there have been driver errors from Leclerc, but the majority of it has been Ferrari. Not just just watching, I don't know, they're watching football? Rugby? Not F1. That's made abundantly clear. Maybe they were watching... uh... Italy's struggles to try and get into the World Cup because oh, uh, yeah. similarly unsuccessful yes. there. But uh, I'll, I'll leave that for uh, all of the football fans listening yes, decide. to go and speculate about. Yeah, but honestly, this Friday just need to get better in the second half of the season. And I've, I mean, the, the championship, I'm sure, is pretty much lost. I mean, Matteo Bonotti's still principal and... The Ferrari strategists, I mean, I'm talking after Belgium qualifying, still have absolutely no clue of what they're doing. Just wanted to say thank you very much for everyone that's listened to this. Um, Just wanted to say about Mick Schumacher. He's the first ever point. Uh, I think, for me, I don't think he's as good as his... Everyone knows he's not going to be as as good as his dad, but uh, the big question is... Will he stay at Haas? I'm not too sure at the moment, but I think he's got potential. It would be, be a big gamble for someone to sign him, but his first point is promising for him. Uh, I think that uh, we, we could see him move, but uh, I I think he might stay at Haas, but it will uh, stay tuned um, for our other episodes to come about what we're going to discuss uh, the Belgian Grand Prix, all of the uh, summer break drama, including the mix between Alpine, Piastri, McLaren, and also the bit about Haas. Uh, uh, thank you. That is episode 11 of the Box Box Podcast.